the 26th of this month will be our youth rally, and uh, we're looking forward to a great time in the Lord. Brother Ron Garrett will be here preaching for us that Friday night and also staying to preach for us the weekend. And uh, I don't believe that he's ever been here before, but he is a tremendous preacher. I know a lot of you have heard him at different places, and we're looking forward to God doing something great for us. yeah, the 26th, so don't forget those announcements, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, God moving in a great, great way. Also, don't forget our anniversary coming up, uh, March the 9th, and uh, it'll be March the 9th and the 11th, so we will have Friday night service, Brother Hare will be preaching that, and uh, then uh, Sunday service, we will have one service. And uh, my brother and uh, Brother Stoltzus will be preaching that service. And after that, we'll have a meal over in the gym and fellowship. So <clears throat> I know that you say, why are you having two preachers at, at one service? Well, I scheduled two preachers, and I thought about we was going to have Sunday morning and Sunday night. And um, then I got to thinking of how that uh, at the end of uh, that service Sunday morning and then after we get through eating over at the gym about 2 o'clock and the ladies get through cleaning up and putting up chairs and all of that and cleaning up the gym, we'll all be tired and I felt sorry for the preacher that had to preach that night because I've had to do it before and it's not a lot of fun. Uh, So we're going to have one service that Sunday and uh, celebrate. It'll be our 10th year anniversary. And uh, we're looking forward to God doing something good for us. So I'd encourage all the church to be here. It means a lot to us, and it's a big accomplishment for um, my wife and myself and my family. And it may be even a greater accomplishment for all of you that you survived for 10 years. So anyway, we're going to have a great time, and uh, we're going to have a meal prepared after that Friday night. Uh, This ought to make everyone hungry talking about all this food. But Friday night, uh, we will be serving uh, ribeyes to everyone. So all of you here will get it, and then all of our guests also. And uh, we're looking forward to just a wonderful time of fellowship and uh, fun and celebration and God doing something uh, for us. But today, we have gathered together to worship to magnify the Lord. This is the first Sunday, the first Sunday of the new year. Who would have ever thought that we'd have been saying the year 2018? My goodness, I thought 2000 was really something, and uh, time just keeps on ticking away. And uh, we all keep getting older and older and older and older. This... uh, week I went out uh, we had planned on being in Arkansas this week but due to brother Glover's surgery we wasn't able to leave until after that Wednesday and uh, so we went to Stuttgart and spent some time with my family and uh, my brother and myself was riding around looking at some of the old places and so uh, we went out to our farm that we used to have and and uh just reminiscing, going over some things and talking about old times and some of the good times and some of the not-so-good times. And 
some of the times that we enjoyed and some of the times that uh, we didn't enjoy and uh, went around the corner to uh, the neighbor's house and uh, I hadn't seen them in years. The, the man had passed away, Mr. Jim. He had passed away, but his wife was still there. And uh, a lot of things looked just like it did then. And uh, not too much had changed. The house looked the same. I think they had the same furniture and same flooring in the house. And uh, I walked in, and she said, Oh, it's good to see you. Well, she knew my brother, and she said... He said, well, you recognize this guy? And she said, no, I don't believe I do. And uh, he said, well, this is Homer. Homer, there's no way. He's just supposed to be just a little boy. And now he's gray-headed. I don't know how she picked up on that so fast. But anyway, uh, she looks just like she did then. I remembered her being old back then. She's old today. But (laughs) I didn't tell her that. But... Anyway, and uh, you know, God has been good to us, and there's a lot of things we can look back over, and uh, we can always look and say, man, I wish I had it to do over. I'd do things different. But I'm thankful today there's some things that I can look back over, and I say, you know, if I had it to do over, I'd do it the same way over again, because with God's help, God has helped me make some good decisions in life. And I think all of us can think back how that God helped us make some good decisions in life. In our own, and on our own, we are nothing. But it's only by the grace and the mercy of God that we have not all been consumed. I'm thankful for the grace and the mercy of God. Amen. Thankful for all of God's blessings. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Genesis chapter number 1. I thought I'd give you a very, very... Easy read this morning where it would be very simple to find. Genesis chapter number 1. For some of you that haven't looked at that lately, that is the very first book in your Bible. Very first chapter in your Bible and the 14th verse. The Bible says, and God said. Everybody say, and God said. That's pretty powerful right there. God said. Let there be light in the firmament. Of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Let there be a, let it be, let them be for a sign and for seasons and for days and years. I want you to focus upon two things here. Number one, the very beginning three words of this verse says, and God said. And then it skips down and there's three more words that I'd like you to take out of that verse. And four seasons. And four seasons. Lord bless you. You can put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voices and ask God to help us today. God, we are depending upon you. You see every need in this place. You see every person. God, You know what every person is facing, every person is going through. You know every need. We ask You, God, to minister in this house today. I pray, God, that You would anoint me to deliver Your Word like You would have me to. I pray, God, that You would anoint us to hear, to receive, and to respond to Your Word. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Clap your hands before you are seated. 
Hallelujah. 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 Lord bless you. You may be seated. The Bible says, and God said, let there be light. There's another verse that says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let the heavens be divided, the day and night. And it happened as God said. God said, and let them be for a sign. And it happened like God said. God said, let it divide the days and let it divide the years. And it happened like God said. There's something else that's very important in the Scripture here. And God said, let there be seasons. And it happened just as God said. Everything that God spoke had come into existence because that is a power of God. When God says it, stuff can't be still. I know that there are different philosophies, different opinions, different ideas, different theories about the creation and the beginning of time and the creation of the world and what happened. They think that some thinks it was a big bang. Some thinks it was all of these. I, I, I go to different places and, and uh, I think just this past summer we were in uh, Washington DC and at a museum and went to a planetarium. And, um, the reason why I went in there is because it was cool. It was dark and the seats reclined. And so, uh, I was staring up at the ceiling and they're showing all of this stuff on the ceiling. And after they started about, uh, 30 seconds into, uh, their little film that they had going on, I did what I went in there to do. I just went to sleep because I don't believe what they were saying. And so instead of getting angry at what they said, I just got me some rest during what they were saying. I don't know if that has any indication on some of you today. The reason why y'all sleep while I'm preaching. <clears throat> but anyway, they, they started out by all of these streaks of lights and all of these explosions going on. And then out of the explosion and out of the chaos, um, there was divine order that took place. I want to tell you, chaos don't ever cause order. It didn't in the beginning and it still doesn't today. There has to be a supreme being, and I am glad that I know that there is, and I'm glad that I know who He is, and I'm glad I know that His name is Jesus. I'm so thankful that I, I've been buried in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission of my sins, that there is so much power in that name that it took away all the sins that I had ever committed. Amen. God is so good to us. And, uh, but, but really, when you go back to it, they can't explain everything about creation, so they come up with these ideas and theories. To me, it's much simpler just to believe that there is a God. And He said, let it be. And it came into existence. What I want to preach to you for, uh, for the next few moments this morning is, from this, and God said, and let it be for seasons. I want to talk to you about this this morning. 
God made the seasons. God made the seasons. God did not just off of the cuff just create seasons, but He created them for a purpose. There is a purpose. I don't know. I have not figured it out. But there is a purpose why He's allowed it to be cold in southeast Texas. I figured that if we wanted to live in cold weather, we would have lived up north. But we live in the south because we don't like it being cold. And I am so glad I'm not in Pittsburgh. I'm so glad that I'm not in New York. (laughs) I'm so glad that I'm here where it is warming up. But it's not even begin to warm up for those folks. Uh, We were in Arkansas and wake up in the morning and it was like 12 degrees, 10 degrees. That's that's too cold. But God made the seasons for a purpose, for a reason, for divine order. It was not by accident, but it was on purpose that God made the beautiful spring days. I love spring. It's like bringing new life into something that is dead. When you go out and it begins to get warm and, man, your hands start twitching and jerking and it starts wanting to cast a lure out across the water and you start jerking real bad and it's warm and the sun's shining and, man, the, the trees start budding out and they got those little knots on them and then it just just overnight it starts getting green you're up on the lake and you see the dogwoods blooming it's so beautiful that that's probably the best time of the year but it can't stay spring forever because following behind spring comes i don't think that we have uh too much of all of these other uh, that they have names for, but following real close behind spring, it just jumps right into summertime around here. And it starts getting hot. It starts getting humid. Remember these nice cold days uh, when it gets about August and the temperature's about 98 and the humidity's about 220. And, uh, but, but we, we, uh, you know, if, if we had our choice, there's, there's seasons that we would bypass. There's things that we would skip around. You know, we were, we had the privilege to go, uh, to Hawaii this past year, uh, celebrating our anniversary. And the, the temperature's just great. And I asked them, you know, in, in studying, trying to find a right time to go to Hawaii, they said there is no bad time to go. It's the same temperature. It's the same climate. The water temperatures might change a few degrees and the waves higher or lower, but uh, pretty much it's all the, all the same temperature. It's beautiful during the day. It cools off at night and it's beautiful the next day. A lot of sun. And, uh, I, I, you know, that, that would be, that would be a, a beautiful place to get to live until you think that you're nine hours away from the mainland, and uh, you're going to go around in circles all your life because there's really nowhere else to go. And uh, so so we can travel a thousand miles in a straight line. You can't do that there. You'd be swimming. Uh, so so there there is there is holdbacks to every every place. I I know that that when storms happen here and 
And uh, we face hurricanes. I'm, I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit to, to kind of give you what I'm, uh, where I'm going. But, but there, when we have hurricanes here, it confuses everybody. It messes with people's minds and people's spirits. And the first thing they want to do is, uh, you know, man, I, I need to leave the Gulf. I need to get away from, from the water because there's hurricanes. Well, you go to California, they have earthquakes. You go to New York, they have snowstorms. You go in the mid-America, they have tornadoes. Uh, you, anywhere you go, there is tragedy that strikes occasionally in those places. So there, there is no, no safe place because everything is regulated. There is seasons to everything. And, uh, so, so there, there's no way to run from, from seasons. There's no, we know it as hurricane season. I don't, I don't know why God created that, but, but there's some way that God put that there. It, it, it does things. It has a purpose and it, and God has a plan for everything that is going on. We hear, hear a lot about the ecosystem and, and, uh, people trying to introduce different things into the ecosystem or take different things out of the ecosystem and and they find out that when man starts messing with God's creation man pretty much messes up things and they get things out of God's order because God created things God created things for a purpose for a reason there's a reason why God places things in certain areas and the reason why God lets certain things happen at certain times I I wished I could explain it all to you, but I, I cannot explain it all to you. I'm, I'm not God. I'm just a messenger of God. God doesn't give me all the answers. He just gives me the Word of God to, to try to deliver to you to help you realize that, that for everything there is a purpose. There is a reason. For everything. There is seasons that God created. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse number 4 said, Then I will give you rain in due season. In due season. And the land shall yield her increase. And the trees of the field shall yield her fruit. But there's something very important. Before it happens, there has to be a season of rain. And then there has to be a season that changes the rain into harvest. You know, you can't, you can't just plant a garden anytime you get good and ready to plant a garden. There's a season. There, there, you know, you can't just go out there and pick, uh, tomatoes off of the tomato plant the day after you plant them because there is a process. There is a season that things have to go through. And they have to be planted at the right time where there's enough time in the season where it's not too hot and it's not too cold for them to produce the fruit that they were created. Now, they were created to produce the fruit, but everything has to do it in its season. You have to do things. You know, you can't... I, I, I used to have the most difficult time in raising uh, okra. A lot of people don't have any trouble at all. I don't know if my soil content wasn't right. I had one good crop out of all my farming years that I tried to, to raise uh, okra. 
I can remember Brother Bailey telling me, he said, you're trying to plant it too early. It's got to get hot. Okra does good in hot weather. And if it comes up and it's a little cool spell comes through, it ain't going to produce. It's going to die. It's got to be warm. It takes a warm climate. Well, we try to get in a hurry with things. I can remember, I can remember, uh, there was, there was a young man, uh, there in Stuttgart, lived in the apartments behind the church there. And, uh, he decided, uh, in the middle, toward the end of the summer, he was going to plant him some watermelon vines. And people told him, said, said, you know, said, that's not, that's not going to, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. They're not going to produce. There's not a, enough time before the cool weather comes along that they will produce. Well, he, he fertilized them, man. He watered them. He took care of them. And, uh, uh, sure enough, he had a little old watermelon come up there and, and, uh, man, he'd go out there every day and, and tap that watermelon and rub that watermelon and fertilize those plants and, and there just wasn't enough time for it to grow. But the guy that lived behind him there, he was kind of a jokester and a prankster. So he goes out and he buys a big watermelon. And he goes out there and he takes that guy's little watermelon and he places that big watermelon out there. Man, that guy, he looked at that watermelon and he'd back off and he was hid in the side of his house and he was watching him and he'd, he'd look at that watermelon man and he'd shake his head and he'd Pat that thing and roll it around. He thought just overnight, man, the miracle grow had kicked in. He also done him that way with, uh, he was cooking, he was cooking some chickens on his grill. And he said about every five minutes, boy, he'd come out and he'd look at that chicken, boy, and he'd raise that grill and he'd look at that chicken and he'd, he'd rub that chicken with this sauce, boy, he was cooking it up and he'd go back inside. Well, one time when he was inside, uh, the man comes out of his apartment and he had two quail. <laughs> he opened his grill and put those two quail and took his two chickens off. And the guy come out, boy, and he was looking at his, he opened the lid. He shut the lid. He looked around, he backed up. And he opened the lid about halfway and he shut it down again. He shook his head and he walked around a little bit and he walked back in the house. Well, when he walked back in the house, the guy come back out with his chickens. He opened his lid. Man, he opened the lid. He shut it down. He backed up. He looked. He'd done that to him about three times before the guy caught on to what was happening. He thought he was losing his mind. Those chickens were growing and shrinking the whole time. What that has to do with seasons, I have no clue. It's funny though, but, <laughs> but there is seasons that, that God allows us to go through for purposes, for reasons. God's not a God that just throws things out there, but God is a God of divine order. And God is a God that has everything in plan. There is a purpose. There is a reason. Psalms chapter 145 and verse number 15 says, the eyes of all that wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. All of these things that God is giving to you and all of these things that God is blessing, there is a season. There is seasons in our life. 
Even in Matthew chapter 24, in verse number 45, the Word of God, prophecy from the Old Testament being spoken in the New Testament, He said to give them meat in due season. There is seasons, there is times, there is places, there is things that that we go through. There is seasons that we face. But there's one thing about seasons that, that you will notice. Seasons never stay. Seasons is always changing. There has been times in my life I wish I could freeze the process of seasons. I wish I could freeze time and say, this is life just like I like it. I don't want to ever change. I want it to always stay like this. But you know what happens? About the time you get used to life, the seasons change. About the time you get acclimated to season, it changes into a different season. So the Bible says that this too shall pass. And no matter if it's good, no matter if it's bad, they are all going to pass because that's what seasons do. There's times of planting. There's times of cultivating. There's times of watering. There's times of, of harvest. And then there's times where nothing grows. And then the season just starts all over again. There is seasons that we will go through as a church. There will be seasons of drought. There will be seasons of plenty. There will be seasons of harvest. There will be seasons of planting. There will be seasons of watering. There will be seasons of cultivating. There will be seasons of fertilizing. There will be seasons of petting and pampering and getting things to grow. And then there will be the winter time again to where we go through the same process and start it all over again. There is seasons in our life of living for God. There's times in our life where we feel like everything is going our way. There's times in our life where we feel like Man, we are on top of the mountain. Our health is good. Our family is good. Our job is good. Our money is good. Our church going is good. Our commitments are good. Our relationships are good. It's just a season. But don't let it disturb you when things don't go good all the time. Because there is seasons that you're going to go through. There's going to be times where the money's not going to be as good as it once was. There's going to be times where the health will not be as good as it once was. There's going to be a time when the prayer meetings won't be as good and powerful as they once were. There's going to be times where your relationship with God seems like that, that it is just about non-existent. Like the windows of heaven has shut up. But I want to tell you, the Bible said that it's only for a season. This season will come, but also this season will pass. You can't get so frustrated in the seasons until you throw up 
your hands and surrender and quit what God has set you out to do. But you've got to have your mind made up and understand In my season of change, I will continue to be faithful and committed to my God. No matter if things are going good, no matter if things are plentiful, no matter if I'm resting in a green tree or if all the leaves have fell off of the tree, it's just a season, but I'm going to stay committed to my God. Amen. You see, people get frustrated in the seasons of life, and they can't deal with it any longer. That's the reason why some people take their lives. That's the reason why some people turn to drugs. That's the reason why some people turn to alcohol. That's the reason why I don't think that it is God's will that people would be on antidepressant medication. Because that does not fix the season. It distorts the season that God has placed for a purpose. How do you know that God is a healer? Because He's healed me. You know the reason why He healed me is because I was sick. If there was never a season of sickness... I would never know God to be a personal healer in my life. How do I know that God is a Savior? Because He saved me personally. He saved me. How do I know that God can do these things? Because I had a need. You can't have a miracle without first having a need. Amen. Now, if I had it on my own and and I had it to go my way that I wanted to all the time, there would never be a time that I would shed a tear other than tears of joy. There would never be a time where my heart would be broken because I don't like that feeling. I don't like that season. But you see, there's things that happen in life that God Never place something in your life to happen in a season to destroy you. Somebody says, oh, this season is killing me. God didn't mean for it to kill you. God meant for you to go through this season to get stronger for what God has for you in the future. No matter how bad it is, this too shall pass. No matter what you're going through, this too shall pass. It's only for a season. Amen. Amen. Now we are all adults and we all know that that some things is self-inflicted heartache. But I'm not preaching about self-inflicted heartache. But I want to tell you, even in self-inflicted heartache and self-inflicted wounds and self-inflicted troubles and self-inflicted trials, that God will bring you out in due season. That God doesn't mean for you to be down and out all the time. But God says there is a brighter day coming. If you'll just hold on to the hand of God. If you'll still faithful to the hand of God. If you'll say, God, I'm going to walk with you. God will bring you out to a season of victory. 
Amen. Amen. Give them meat in due season. But there's a time. Now, now when, when the Bible says this, he said he will give them, to give them meat in due season. It lets me know that evidently they were without meat. And he said, but I will give them meat in due seasons. Amen. In Mark chapter 12, verse number 2. And at the season, he sent to the husbandman a servant that he might receive from the husbandman of the fruit of the vineyard. And at the season, God sent, the master sent, the, 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 the farmer, if you could say it this way, he said, okay, we have, we have, we have plowed the field. We have planted the seed. We have watered. We have fertilized. We have cultivated the, the plants. Now it's time for a harvest in due season. But I want to tell you, ten days after you plant, don't look to go out there and reap a great harvest. This is a problem in people's life. They've been living for God for a month and they think God should open up the windows of heaven and pour them out blessings that they cannot contain. People that has not been faithful to God thinks that, okay, God, I'm trying to do right now, so just pour it out. No, 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 that's not the way that it works. There is a process. There is a season that will take place. There is some growth that has to happen. Amen. But what you have to have do in the meantime is no matter what season I am going through, I will be content in the Lord and I'm going to keep working for God and I'm going to keep committing myself to God in whatever season that I might find myself in. Amen. Some people, some people like shouting services. Some people like quiet services. Some people like wild services. Some people like calm, dead services. Some people like Bible studies. Some people like the preacher screaming and hollering, jumping and bucking. There is all different types that takes the church. You can't shout every night. Neither do you just sit there and have Bible study every night. But there has to be seasons. There's seasons of worship. To where God wants us to come together and just worship Him. Then there's seasons that God says, okay, I want you to sit down and hear the Word of God. And the preacher takes the Word of God and opens it to you and teaches you the Word of God. Amen. That's the season of teaching. That's the season of planting the Word of God in our spirits. Because you can't live on a shouting experience all the time. As much as I like to shout and as much as I don't like dead church, you can't live on a shout and a jump all the time. That's a very shallow experience, but you've got to get in the Word and get some depth to your relationship with God. Because if you don't have depth, when the heat comes out, amen, when the season of summer comes, I I, I also remember this. Brother Bailey was trying to help me with my garden, and he was telling me this. He said, you know, you want to wait till the last moment when it's dry to water your garden. Because once you start watering it, it gets accustomed to that water source, and you have to continue on. He said, but always remember this. Dig down 
And when you fertilize, dig down. And when you water, dig down. Don't water from the top. Water from the bottom. That way the roots don't turn up, but they go down to the source. They go down and get in the dirt to where when the sun comes out the next morning... The roots are not all perked up waiting on their little water. Amen. Some people have a very shallow experience with God. As long as everybody's patty cake and patting them on the back and telling them how great and how wonderful they are. Oh, it's all good and it's all great. But there is a season. You better get some depth to your root system because there's coming a summertime. Hear me, church. There's coming a summertime where it's going to seem like that you're not getting any food, that you're not getting any water And you're wondering, why has the supply been cut off? The supply is not cut off. You're just going through a summertime season in your life. But if you will hold on, God said, in due time, in its season, there will be victory. There will be joy. There will be peace. There will be help. There will be deliverance in due time. Amen. But there is seasons that you will go through. It's a reason why it's very important on those Wednesday night Bible studies that you pay attention to what is being said. That you are faithful to the house of God. Amen. That you would hear the word of God. I don't want to be shallow in serving God. And if you're shallow in serving God, you will never get the meaning of what seasons are. And you'll never understand that, that the Bible says who made the seasons? God made the season. And I want to tell some of you right now, the season that you're going through, you're blaming it on the devil. The devil's doing this and the devil's doing that. But the devil's not in control of the season. The Bible said God made the seasons in your life. Amen. I come to tell you today that this thing is orchestrated by God. That it's in the control of God. Amen. What you need to do is just submit to the will of God and say whatsoever state that I am in, I have learned how to be content in my God that I know God's a God of the mountain, but God's also a God of the valley God's a God of the hill but God's a God when I'm in the bottom of the creek God's still God, He's in control Amen Amen. As they come to the music, I'm getting ready to close. Quit cursing the season. Quit cursing the season in your life. Keep cursing the devil, but quit cursing the season. Try to find purpose. Why did you slow me down, God? Why is this happening, God? What's the purpose? What's the meaning in this? Why did you put me here? Why am I here? Why am I going through this? And learn how to be faithful to God in no matter what season of life that you're going through. Seasons. God made it. Everybody say God made it. Everybody say God's in control. 
God made winter. God made spring. God made summer. God made fall. He made it according to God's plan and divine order. Every one of the seasons has a purpose. Every one of the seasons has a purpose. You know, even our water sources comes from the snow that's falling right now in the mountains. A lot of our water supply is supplied by the rivers that that go way back, 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 way up in the mountains. And the snow is deep. Nothing can live up there. Everything starts having to migrate down because it's so cold. But there's a purpose. I'm reminded of a story that I heard. I'll tell this and and uh, how that people get things messed up sometimes when we start trying to do things on our own. There was, I forget where it was, somewhere in another country. There's a big mountain, a little town at the bottom of the mountain. Been there for... For years and years and years, no problems. But the mountainside was covered with trees. And so the property was sold and they began to harvest the trees. And so the next winter after they had harvested all of the trees, the rains began to fall. The snow began to fall. And then the snow began to melt. And when the snow began to melt, the snow began to fall down the sides of the mountain, and along with that it caused avalanches to happen. The sides of the mountain began to cave over, and it destroyed the city at the bottom of the mountain. They'd done studies of how it lasted so long, and then all of a sudden these things starts happening. What they discovered was that it was not just anything that had happened in the earth, But it was what man did. Because when they cut down the trees, there was no root systems. There was no barriers that was holding the dirt together. There was no tree line that would keep the snow from just coming so far and backing up and backing up and continue piling up until it started avalanches and mudslides and everything else until it destroyed the city because somebody said, hey, there's a good place. We can go up there and we can clear that off and we can take that down. And, and I want to tell you today, you can take things out of your life and you can curse everything that you're going through and everything that you're facing and everything that's happened to you. But I want to tell you, some things are divine will and plan of God. For seasons in your life. God's got a purpose. When God created the mountain, He put the trees up there for a purpose. To stop things from sliding down. I can remember Brother Duplessis had lived where I'm living now for years and never had any trouble with water or mud or Anything. My neighbor moved and in there and started cutting down all the trees on his property. 
And man, it started raining. And my yard was covered with mud. My driveway, you couldn't even drive down it without spinning your wheels. It was covered with mud. My sidewalks was covered with mud. Mud up against, washed up against my house. And those trees there had held that off for years. They were there for a purpose, for a reason. And when they are no longer there, there is no order. And you can take the seasons out of your life and say, I don't want to go through the season. But when you do, there's going to be no divine order in your life. It can't, the sun can't always shine. It would burn up everything. And if you never had a problem, you'd never know how bad you needed God. If you never had a sickness, you'd never know that He was a miracle worker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many would like to see somebody raised from the dead? Be careful now. Who wants to volunteer to die? It's kind of funny, but there is a point to that. Before someone can be raised from the dead, somebody first has to die. There are seasons of life. You're going to be born. You're going to live your young life. You're going to move into the foolish years of teenagehood. You're going to move into the foolish years of young adulthood. You're going to move into the real foolish years of middle age. And you're going to move into the really, really foolish years of elderly. It's seasons. I don't know, but there's, there's times I could go back in my life and say, that's the perfect time. That's the perfect time. I always said, man, ten years old is a perfect time of life. You're old enough to enjoy things and realize things, but you're too young to care about anything. Man, what a life. But you know, when I was 10, I couldn't wait till I turned 13. When I was 13, I couldn't wait till 16. When 16, couldn't wait till 18. 18, couldn't wait till 21. But it's seasons. And they all have to go. So whatever you're going through right now is a season. And just put it in the hand of God and say, God, what I'm facing, I may not understand why the season. But God, you made, you made, you made the season. And in due time, he's going to give us meat in due time. Let's all stand. Everybody lift your hands. Lift your voice toward heaven right now in Jesus' name. I know this has been a little quiet for me on Sunday morning. But I feel like that God just wanted to talk to somebody's heart today. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, it's a season. God made it. God made it. There's a divine will. There's a divine purpose. But it's in God. And you won't find the plan out of the plan of God. You won't find the will out of God. You've got to get back to God. You've got to keep your hand in the hand of God. 
God, it might be summertime in my life, but I'm still, I'm still going to go along with your plan and your will and your purpose. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your voice toward heaven right now in Jesus' name. God, you see every need in this house. You see every situation. You see every problem. I know, God, that you know every situation. You know every season that every person is going through. And I know, God, that you have the answer. God, I know, Lord, there is a divine will. There is a divine purpose. I pray, God, that you would help every saint of God in this place right now. Move in every life, every heart, every soul of every individual. Help us to understand there is a season and this too shall pass, God. In your name, in your name. If you're in this place right now and you're going through something, a season of your life that you may not enjoy and you may not understand, why don't you step out from where you're standing or sitting right now and make your way to this front and say, God, I don't understand. It's not what I want. It's not what I like. And I'm certainly not enjoying this time of my life, God. But I'm just going to trust in You. I'm just going to put it in Your hands, God, to know that You have a reason. You have a purpose. You have a plan right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, reach out to the Lord today. Reach out to the Lord today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 right now, Holy Ghost, touch every heart today, touch every soul today, move in every life right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost power right now, Lord. Through it all, oh, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus, I've learned to trust in God, through it all, through it all, I've learned.